0: Uh, I want to thank you all so much for joining in with us. I want to thank you so very much. I am so pleased, uh, extremely pleased, uh, with the support we've been getting and how God has really been blessing us since we've been out in this pandemic. I do want to share that uh, probably we're looking either at the third Sunday in June, uh, a reopening, or possibly July. Uh, We want to make sure we have all the supplies and everything we need with hand sanitizers, all our all our signs and everything in place uh all our temperature gauges our gloves and everything have it all in place getting ready for uh, the opening of service i know some people have already opened service but we just not prepared for it as of this time we do have a survey out um that we if you guys can fill it out we put it out there on social media as well as in your uh, uh, send out your email uh, about three different services at eight o'clock a 10 o'clock and a 12 o'clock service so we would ask you all please fill those surveys out so we can get a better uh, handle on what's going on and how we're going to move forward. Also, we're looking at possibly next Wednesday doing an on-the-line, uh, on-the-lawn Bible study, which is this Wednesday coming up. It depends on the weather. It said it may rain. So you hear more from me on Monday or Tuesday, whether it's a go or not. But you bring your lawn chairs out. We'll come out. We'll bring your masks. We'll have social distance. We would not be inside the building. We'll be outside on the lawn. It's a Bible study on the lawn. So but. It all predicate on the temperature outside. Amen? So I just want to uh, say something that's uh, important. Serving uh, with love is so crucial in the Blessed series. And we talked about beginning with prayer, listening with care, eating together, and now we're talking about serving with love. And I kind of want to turn it a couple different ways, but serving is so, 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 so important because it really is the very thing, man, to show you really the heart of God. And Jesus was very serious about it uh, when he talked to his disciples, and we'll talk about that. But in your Bibles, um, one of my favorite scriptures, and I try to reiterate it over and over and over again, uh, is Genesis 1 and 26. That's important, man. Uh, In the uh, the, uh, middle of everything that's going on and why things are happening, uh, I just want to say something. Uh, In Jeremiah, before I read that scripture, in Jeremiah... Chapter 17, in verse 9, it says, The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? Now, listen to that again. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? All right? And, and then so and in Proverbs, Solomon writes, Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall. So when we look at the things that's happening with the police brutality, man, and all the injustice that's happening in the world, you got to look at the heart of man, uh, the heart of man, and why is it, man, that Jesus is so important? He's so important, man, because he came, man, to really give us a heart transplant. But he also came, man, he came at a time when there was an a intermittent period, man, where there was 400 years where God had not spoken at all, and then he spoke, man, through John the Baptist, and when he came, he says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Then Jesus comes on the scene and he starts talking about the kingdom, which is God's government and influence, influence. Right? But I want to take you back to Genesis, man, so you understand the heart of people and what's going on in our intentions. So I want you to understand that when you come to serving. So in Genesis 1 to 26, then God said, let us make mankind in our image. All right. Now he didn't say let us make a black man or a white man or a red man or an Asian man. He said let us make man In our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, over the livestock, over all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. Right? And then he said in verse 27, so God created the mankind in his own image, in his image. God created man in his image. Now, I don't don't want you to miss that because you have to know who you are as a person. Because if you don't know who you are, man, somebody will try to define who you are. But you have to know who you are. Because if you don't know who you are, um, you're going to be chasing, uh, trying to figure out who you are, as people constantly, man, try to make you less than, all right? He says, and so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Now, it's important for us to understand that, man, as we talk about serving uh, and serving with love. Understand, man, that God created us. In his image. Now, the issue, man, with uh, the situation that's going on and why the brutality and all those things is happening and the injustice is because when they brought the Africans over from Africa across the waters, they identified them as non-humans, all right? And so they treated their man like they were not human. They indoctrinated. They did all kind of uh, uh, propaganda and everything, man, because they wanted the human beings, man, to be just property, just like their animals. So they did not want to recognize them as human beings. And whenever you don't recognize somebody as human beings, then you get in the minds of people, man, you can treat them any kind of way. And if you indoctrinate them long enough, um, people start to believe that, man, even though the people don't even act that way or treat them that way. All right. It's because some people, man, their heart was so wicked and so evil, they did not understand, man, that God wanted everybody, man, to be successful in the earth. He wanted everybody, man, to be a reflection, man, in the kingdom of God. But there was a group of people who thought that they were more superior and more supreme than others. So throughout kingdom, I was, I'm watching this, uh, the Game of Thrones and... And you see all this stuff, man, it's a series that's been on for a while, but you see everybody, man, fighting for power. What you really find, as I watch it, you see the heart of man. Man, heart is so wicked and so deceitful, man. It's all about them and people that's on the bottom mean nothing to them, all right? But we have to understand, something. God created all of us in his image and in his likeness. And his intention was that we reflect him in our everyday life. So when you're talking about serving people and serving others, you have to understand, man, when I look at someone else, I have to be looking, man, in the eyes of God. If I don't look at them, man, through the eyes of God and see them as God's child, then you know what? I'll treat them any kind of way. It does not matter uh, what they, how much money they have. It does not matter what their lifestyle is. It does not matter where they come from. I want to look at them in less than what they are. So what happens is pride sets in and you feel like you are better than the next person. So when you think you're better than somebody, you would never serve them because you feel like you're more superior. It doesn't happen whether it's in your family, with your spouse or whatever, somebody on your job or whatever. When you think you are better than them, you won't serve them. You have to really look at yourself, man, and take a real, real introspection and say, man, who am I at the core? Who am I at the core of my heart, right? So John, in chapter 3, uh, had a conversation, and Jesus spoke. Listen what John writes in John chapter 3. Jesus was responding to something. He says, very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked Surely they cannot enter a second time in their mother's womb and be born. So Jesus was telling them to listen, Nicodemus, the heart of man is all messed up. It's so screwed up. They got to have a transformation of the heart because he was trying to prepare us, man, to really, man, move in another direction. He was really trying to create a new world order. And he wants you to see things, man, through a different lens. And what he's trying to do is get us to value other people. All right, because you had a group of people, man, they did not value everybody. All right, just like we don't. We talk about it, we don't even value ourselves sometimes. People have beat us down so bad, we don't even value who we are. All right, so people don't even want to live anymore. They're so stressed out, anxiety. They don't feel like they can get out of this hole. When they don't realize, man, everything that they ever needed, God already put it inside of them. And no one else has to define them, right? But we listen to other people. And they do this. So Jesus was very instrumental in trying to change the lives of people, man. And he wanted us to understand, in order for you to be everything God intended for you to be, you got to have a service heart. Right. But he said you can't do it unless you have a transplant. And the reason why he talked about a heart transplant or being born again is because he knew, man, that you have been infiltrated by so many wicked spirits. So many evil spirits, man, especially the biggest one is pride. Pride always want to compare you to somebody else. Pride does not say that uh, I have a lot of money or I have nice clothes and I have a beautiful house. Pride says my house has got to be better than your house. I got to have more money than you. all right? I got to look better than you. So pride, and we always want to look down and we want to compare ourselves to someone else. So we're always trying to find somebody who's beneath us so we can make us feel like we're somebody. Here's the problem. We want those people to serve us. In the kingdom of God, Jesus says a reverse order. As you grow and expand and know who you are, then the higher you go, the more you serve. Right? So he was trying to give you a different mindset in what's going on. And the reason why we're in the trouble we're in today, because too many people, man, think it's about them. And they don't want to serve anybody, man, because they... And the thing is, the world has told you, in order for you to make it, you have to step on other people and hold other people down. Right? So we always, in the back of our mind, in sidebar conversations, man, always putting other people down instead of serving them. Right? And we all have that issue, and we have to work on that thing. And that's why Jesus said you got to be born again. You have to be transformed. Right? And it's important. And Jesus said... Uh, Very, very, very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and of the Spirit. Flesh gives uh, birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying that you must be born again. So he's telling you, man, that you got to change your spirit. What are you feeding your spirit? Who are you listening to, man, to come down and get into your hard drive? And start to run your computer. I want to know, man, what programs are you downloading that make you, man, not want to serve people, man, and love people? John the Baptist, man, was the the, the greatest man to ever live. And he says, listen, I know when Jesus came that I had to step back and take a back seat, man, because the Messiah had came. And he showed us what humility was all about. My question to you is, who do you think you are that you can look down on other people and feel like you're superior? And in reality, there's nothing that nobody else has that really impacts you because what God has for you is really for you. And the thing is, if I use what God has given me, man, to be a blessing in the life of other people, all it does is enhances me. But the reason why we're in trouble is because nobody really wants to look at the fact that it's about them and not about others. So everybody wants somebody to do something for them but they don't really want to do anything for anybody else. And Jesus said, Man, this is a different kind of world. He said, This world order talks about serving other people, right? And so he's very antibody. Isaiah, who was the eagle eyed prophet, says, I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, what is still to come. I say, My purpose will stand, and I will do all that I please. What I have said, that will bring, I will bring about. What I have planned, that will I do. God, what Isaiah was telling us through the words of God, when God spoke to him, he says this. God says, I promise you, you don't have to do it, but I promise you, man, my plan is going to go forward. You don't have to do it. You, you can do, you can allow Satan really to control your life, but what God has planned will happen. The question is, do you want to come along for the ride, right, because it's going to happen. Do you want to be a casualty in the process, man, because you want to allow Satan to ruin your life, and you going around wanting somebody to serve you and be at your beck and call at every turn when you think it's about you because you're so worried about your pride, your ego, and what everybody's saying about you instead of you thinking about serving other people? right? Because it's all about you, 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 you. And then here's the issue. And we see it in the country now where people, man, there's been a, a change in the atmosphere. You're starting to see people, man, say, listen, it's not about you. It's not about you, but it's about all of us. So now you got people, man, from all walks of life, man, all nationalities, genders and everything coming together saying, listen, enough is enough. Right? Enough is enough. In order for us to accomplish what we have to accomplish, we have to unify. Now, here's the thing that's important. Why is it so important, man, for people to unite? Right? Because when you unite, what you're saying is, I'm willing to serve you. I'm willing to work alongside you. I'm looking out for your best interest. That's what service is all about. Service is about man looking out for other people's best interests. Now watch this here, once you make somebody else get what they need, I promise you man, you get everything you need. A lot of times you don't want to help anybody get what they want, but you want, watch this here, you want everybody to help you get what you want. But when it comes to you trying to serve somebody else, you don't want to serve nobody, but you want somebody to serve you. That's a pride, right? And that's what Satan wants us to do, right? So, uh, so John uh, was very animate. Here's what he says Dear friends, let us love one another, right? For love comes from God, it doesn't come from anywhere else. Now, in order for anybody, I don't care who you are out there on Facebook, I don't care who you are. In order for you, man, to really understand love, you got to have a relationship with God. And the problem is, man, when people, and you can't have no fake relationship, you can't fake it out, you can't act like it, you can't go in your little prayer closet, man, do your little devotionals and all that kind of stuff and think it's going to work. What's going to have to happen is, man, you got to really start to embrace God and, like they said, and, and really start to worship him. How do you worship God? The best way to worship God is really to serve each other. That's the only way you can really worship. You can shout You can dance, you can sing songs, you can get in the car and listen to your music, you can cry, you can boo-hoo. But when you get done crying and boo-hoo and raising your hand, you have to do something. And what God wants you to do is make a difference in the lives of people. When you get done all that, God says, now that you have an experience with me, now you've had an emotional connection with me, tell me, man, how do everybody know that you are mine now? Now that you had this experience with me and you had your devotional time and your prayer time, now tell me how do the world know that you're really, really mine? The only way they're going to know that you're really mine is you have to start serving. You have to start serving other people, loving other people, caring for other people. That's the only way it's going to happen. So a lot of people, man, get the, the, the misconception, man, because uh, uh, they think, man, because they're their, their one-on-one with Jesus. They got their one-on-one devotional. They do their prayer time in the morning. They do their devotional time in the morning. But then they come out, and some of those people are the most hellish, right? Some of the most hellish people because they come out with no transformation in their mind, right? So here's what he says. He said, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love, right? Now, how do you know what is real love? Tell me what is real love. Real love is about serving. Real love is about serving others. It's all about serving. It ain't about nothing else, man, but serving. All right? You can't get around it. All right? Now, Peter said this is, the end of the world is coming soon. All right? It seems like we see it now. Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other But love covers a multitude of sin. He said, now listen, things is going to really get tight. Now, it's important. I heard uh, uh, a young lady, man, they were dealing with the the Black Lives Matter. And I heard a young lady says, listen, um, we have to come together. We have to work together. You cannot allow us, the enemy, man, to come in and not cause us to work together. We can't accomplish this thing, man, alone. In order for us, man, to overcome this situation, this circumstance, all of us, man, got to come together and work together as a team, all right? And the only way you can do that, man, you got to have deep love for somebody else. If you don't have love for other people, I don't care what you say, you can laugh, you can talk, you can smile, you can do all that kind of stuff. It don't matter. The world will be the exact same, all right? When this thing is all said and done, everybody's going to go back, do their own thing, and then nothing changes. The only way to change, man, you got to embrace God, and you got to have a heart transplant, you got to really start to have a heart transplant, and you got to say you got to look at the person next to you in the marches. You got to look at the, that person next to man, that you, man. You're facetiming, uh, you, you're texting with, or whatever, and say, man, this is the cause. Because nothing's going to change it. Talk alone is not going to change it. The thing going to change it, man, you got to serve other people. You saw it in Grand Rapids after the riots and all this kind of stuff. The stuff was going on the protests. A group of people, man, who came together. And said, We're going to unify and they're going to serve. And what did they do? They went back and cleaned up the city. You have some people, man, they said, Listen, we're going to clean up the mess that somebody else made. All right? So it's important about serving. You got to have a service mentality. Uh, he says in verse 9, it says, Cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. God has given each of you a gift. From his great variety of spiritual gifts, use them to serve one another. So why is it that God has blessed you and you don't use what God has blessed you with, man, to bless somebody else? That's why people laugh behind your back. That's why people, they, they, they think you're a joke because you, you talk it, you talk the, the, the church language, you know the lingo and you know all that. And then behind it, they say, you won't do nothing because they won't help anybody, you won't serve anybody, you won't do anything, all you do is talk. Talk is cheap. He said, listen, you got to serve people. You got to open up your home. You got to be able to uh, allow people to come in so they understand. You got to serve people. If you want to get people, man, to understand who God is and understand relationship, you got to serve the people. The more you serve people, man, the more people appreciate you and the more they'll serve other people. Right? And remember, you never lose when you serve. You never lose. So if you have a gift, whatever your gift, if it's speaking, uh, uh, Peter says, then speak boldly. And then speak as though God is speaking through you. If your gift is singing, sing. If your gift is dancing, dance. Whatever your gift is, use your gift, man, for what reason? To serve other people. You want to use your gift, man, to make the life of somebody else better. Not so somebody can tell you how good you are. You know, I, I I can't people can brag on you and you get puffed up in pride and then all you start as soon as they do it, if I was Carly and Carly did my hair, and then all of a sudden I said, Oh man, she's so awesome. If she don't be careful, she'll go around telling her I'm the best hairdresser in town. I can do hair better than everybody else. Now the focus is on me. It's no longer on me serving you, making you look good. Right? But if I just make you look good, all right. If, 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 if I was niece and I was making pie and I made you the best pie, I don't need you to tell me how good I am, how good a cook I am, how good a what, because that doesn't matter. long as I serve you, right, if I serve you, you're going to elevate me. I can't get in the way and stop serving and then all of a sudden, because here's what happens in life. I want you guys to remember this. Soon as people start elevating you and you stop serving, you turn and you want people to serve you. All of a sudden, man, when you walk in the room, I want you to recognize who I am. You know, I'm so and so, so and so, and I'm this and I'm that. You don't recognize uh, then we get mad when they don't recognize us. So now we no longer servants anymore. Now we want somebody to serve us. Right? So understand that. That's important to understand that. So whatever God has given you, man, He gave you the gift. Listen, the Christ Christ's story is so amazing. I want you to go to John, the 13th chapter, man, as we write. And then I want you to see humility and see servitude, man, at its best. And everybody from this right here, it should transform your life. Here's John, chapter 13. I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation because I think it's easy for people to understand. Chapter 4, it says So he got up. He's talking about Jesus, the 12 disciples, and Jesus is at the round table. And they're getting ready, man, for the Passover. Now I want everybody to picture this. He's getting ready for the Passover. Here's here's the Lamb of God. Here's God's son, right here, the ultimate. He's the man. He got the robe on. He's the king. Now, but let me set the stage for you. And I want everybody to hear me. There was two men, right? James and John, right? Here's what happened. Jesus got ready to go to Calvary. He told them, I'm about to die. They recognized Jesus being the king. They knew he was the king. So they came to him in private and the mothers and all that and said, hey, listen, when you get to heaven, I want you to make me... Uh, your right hand and your left hand man. Because in the kingdom, whoever's close to the king has the authority and the power. Watch pride. So now, even though all of them have been walking with Christ together, these two decided men went behind everybody's back, they're going to sneak in and say, I want to be close to you. I want the power. I want to be able to make decisions. I want people to recognize who I am. I want to be in authority. Right? So then Jesus knew their hearts. So then Jesus... Being the king of kings and the Lord of lords, watch what he does. And I want you to think about this when you're serving others. Here's what he says. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing. So he took off his kingly garment. And then he wrapped himself in a towel. Now here's, so what he did was he switched from being the king to being the slave. He switched from being the king. And the only reason he can do that, man, because he knew in his heart, man, who he was. Nobody had to define who he was. I didn't need nobody to tell me I was the king. I knew who I was. So now he goes and he, he wraps himself in a cloth, in a cloth towel. And here's what he says. And after that, he poured water in a basin and he began to wash the disciples' feet. He started to serve them. He dried them with a towel that was wrapped around him. Now, here he is. Look at the next verse. When Jesus came to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you don't understand now what I'm doing, but someday you will understand it. Then Peter says to him, no, Lord, I know who you are. You're the king, and you're never going to wash my feet. So uh, he said, no. So Peter protested. He said, you would never wash my feet. Jesus said this, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. Now, I want everybody to get that. Don't you miss this. Here's the king. He says, until you understand how to serve people, you're never going to be anything in life. You can't do this work. He said, you can talk the talk. You've seen me do the miracles. You know I'm the Messiah. He said, but you, gotta, you can't be like the rest of the world. He said, Listen, if we're going to change this thing, man, you can't be like your friends. Because the world tells us, man, it's about us. He takes off his, his kingly garment, wraps himself in a cloth, and then he starts to get on his knees and wash the apostles' feet. He said, Now, the reason I'm doing that, because I'm trying to tell you, man, in this world order, he said, it's going to be different. You got to have a mentality, man, of servitude. He said, You got to serve your brother and your sister. If you don't do it, I don't care how much church you go to, you ain't got no part with me. You can dance, you can shout, you can preach, you can sing, you can do all that stuff. If you don't have a servant's mentality, you do not belong to me. It will not work. We cannot change this world. The assignment that I have for you, you can't complete the assignment without a servant's mentality, right? And, And it's important to understand that. And so if you don't understand that piece, then when somebody's in trouble and somebody's struggling or somebody's going through something and and you have an opportunity, man, to be a blessing to them, you won't bless them because you think you're better than them. I don't care what their circumstance is. I don't care what their life is. And I want everybody here to say, whatever somebody else is going through, you got the same hell going on in your life. It may be in a different format. You don't have the luxury to really, man, look down on other people. All you should be able to do is serve them. That's why he says, don't talk about the in your brother's eye, man, when you have a beam in yours. So if I know you're struggling, then I'm going to come alongside you, man, and serve you. Now watch this here. Whatever you do to somebody else, watch, watch Matthew, the seventh chapter. Whatever you do to somebody else, you can bank on it. It's coming back to you. I don't care how you try to twist. You can slide around a corner. You can't shout it out. You can't dance it out. You can't do nothing. Whatever you sow, it's a principle that applies. You reap what you sow. And if, if Jesus told us, man, we need to serve people and we refuse to serve them, there's going to come a time in your life when you're going to need somebody, man, to do something for you. And you, what's going to come to your mind is when you had the opportunity, man, to be a blessing to somebody else and you had the resources or you had the energy or the time and you refused to help them because you thought they was less than you or you thought they was worth nothing. So you gave no energy to it. And I promise you, every one of us, it's almost like, it's almost like uh, people saying, I don't care what happened to George Floyd. I don't care, it don't matter. He ain't this until it happened to your son then you want everybody to speak up. You want everybody to come to your rally. You want everybody to talk on your behalf, all right? So what's got to happen is that's where you got to come and you got to serve because there is a time. Life, everybody say life. Life comes, and I don't care who you are, is going to be there. The only thing that can help you through life, man, is when somebody come alongside you and put their arm around you and let you know, man, you're not in this thing all alone. You're not by yourself. You, this, this, you don't have to worry about walking this journey alone. You know, I don't care whether you're in a divorce or you're in a situation where you lost a child, you lost a loved one, whatever. The only thing, I, I was watching the funeral of, of George Floyd, and the thing, I saw his family and his brothers was talking, and they was laughing, they were talking about what kind of person he was and all that. And I think the thing that gave them so much strength is to see the people, man, they can laugh because the people around them, man, were serving them and they came alongside them and let them know, man, hey, we got you, you ain't in this thing all by yourself. We have to have a service mentality, man, when we talk about loving people, man, and discipling people. If we think our walk is right, if we think our faith is the right faith, now you don't have to do this. If you think your faith is right, then you owe it to God, man, to serve other people. Because through serving them, man, they're going to embrace the same God that you love. But if you don't serve them, I don't care how much God you talk about. I don't care how much Jesus you talk about. You can speak in tongues. You can dance. You can sing to the roof come out. You can preach, man, until everybody dancing. If you don't serve anybody, then you can bet your last dollar, man, they're not going to embrace the God that you serve. Because serving, man, introduces people, man, to who God really is. Because service is, is the ultimate, man, core or foundation, man, of love. And if we want to change the world, we change the world, man, by serving. I don't care if you're sitting next to somebody in line in the grocery, if you're just working on line with somebody. Treat them right and serve them if you can. I want you guys to, to think about that. That's important because uh, we're in a time now, man, where we got to stand strong and stand firm And do whatever we can. They got movements going on. Donate a dollar. Donate two dollars. You know, whatever you got, man. Give something to the cause. Give something to the cause. If you don't give anything to the cause, what happens, man, when you have a cause? Your cause could be your gas bill, you need groceries, your kids need tuition, whatever. And then you're looking for somebody in the world, man, to help you. Because I don't care who you are, man, you're gonna need somebody. You can have all the money in the world. You're gonna need somebody. I'll never forget uh, a, a lady kid. They had all the money in the world. It was a lawyer. They didn't care about that. All they had, their daughter was about to commit suicide. The man was a lawyer, wife was well-to-do. They called me up on the phone. I was a youth pastor. They said, Pastor Duran, because I was a youth pastor at the time. And Holy Spirit said, Would you please call my daughter? She she came to church, she has a lot of respect for you. Would you really call her and talk to her? She's really going through a tough time, right? Now, listen, they didn't need my money, but they needed me to serve them. They needed me to serve them. They didn't need your money. They don't need your money. They just need, I just need you to come along. It's almost like um, I use Carly. It's like Carly said, I just need some coach, man, to talk to this coach so my son can get the scholarship. I just need somebody, man, to make a connection. You know I don't need you to give me no money. I don't need no money on my car note. I don't need my rent paid. I just need you to tell this coach, man, I got a son that's a really good basketball player and would they take a look at him? That's all I need you to do. If you can do that for me, man, I appreciate it so much. That's serving. So as I wrap it up, man, uh, understand that piece. There's some takeaways. Know that God's desire is to use you. God wants to use you. Right? And then you got to allow God to use you in every circumstance. All right? Serve like Jesus is across from you. Like if you're a you servant and you say he's your Lord, then serve like he's right there with you. All right? Trust God that's operating on the inside of you. Trust him. All right, Please, I beg you all, Facebook family, I beg you all, praise and worship team, I beg you all, people across the country, Please be Jesus with skin on him, man. Please be God in the flesh, man, and love and serve people. It's going to make a difference in our world as we do it. And I'm going to close, man. My daughter told me the other day they're doing a big rally today in Detroit. And, uh, and she said, Dad, with all the stuff going on, she said, Dad, I can't wait. She said, so organized. And so she said, I'm, I'm in. I'm, 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 She's living in one. She said, but I'm going. I'm going to be a part of this because I need to be present, right? I need, they need me there, right? And if now watch, every person says something individually, and they say, you know what, I need to be there. And because people said I need to be there, we got thousands and thousands of people, man, making decisions, putting their, watch this here, not only putting their lives on the line, but they also putting their children, their children is in the marches because they believe in this so much, right? Please, I beg you all to have an opportunity to listen to someone and then serve them. And when you serve them, man, it's going to make all the difference in the world. God bless you. Today is, a, is a first Sunday, and we're going to be doing communion. So um, they're going to be up here at 12 o'clock. Be able, you can pick up your communion cups so we have people giving out your communion cup. We're going to do it through Zoom at 12 o'clock. I mean, at 6 o'clock tonight. So and everything's on Facebook. Uh, so you can all the Zoom connection and everything. How to get there? We did it last month. It was a very, very good success. So we ask you all to join us all on uh, Zoom tonight at 6 o'clock for our communion service. I also want to give this opportunity for you all to be a blessing to the ministry. So um, if you're sharing your gifts, we really, really appreciate it. Uh, we, we need monies to help you know, buy the signs and buy all the stuff. So you guys have been doing a run for job, and we're using your money wisely. So we actually continue to support us. We appreciate it, but only do what you can do. We ask you, uh, we ask you to make a sacrifice, but that sacrifice between you and the Lord. But the more you do, the more we can do. So we thank you all. Again, I just want to remind everybody, next week, Wednesday, we're going to do an on-the-lawn on Bible study. And so uh, come out uh, Wednesday if the weather permits. So pay attention on Facebook, on, uh, particularly on Tuesday, because depends on where the weather is going, whether we're going to continue it or not. Service uh, is looking to start again at the end of uh, June, the third week of June, or the first week in July. Uh, it depends on if they said that we may have a spike in the pandemic. If that happens, then they could push it back even further. We don't know, but we kind of like planning by ear. right. So I hope I answer a lot of questions uh, people have when we're going to start. We're working on it. We're trying to get everything together. So we appreciate that. All right. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, thank you so very much for the day. Thank you for giving us a servant's heart. We actually continue to humble us, take pride and put it uh, behind us. Let us love and care for each other and serve each other. And Lord, as you continue to bless us, uh, let us have a heart to bless other people. And use whatever we have, whatever gift we have, whatever time you've given us, you've given to us, man, so we can serve other people. Lord, open up our hearts and minds so we can do that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you all. See you guys Monday at 12 o'clock noon for our devotional.